0: Roger, so I've known this man for a long time, some 20 years ago, he was the Christian uh, CU leader at bishops, and I invited me to come speak at the chapel, and uh, how many guys responded to the gospel that night? 120. 120 guys, in bishops, so we trust God for moves of the Spirit, but it's been lovely seeing this man uh, grow in God, and right off bat in his Christian life he became interested in the power of God to heal people. And um, watching him really trust God for this uh, ministry, he's been growing it on the side. And uh, two two weeks ago, uh, he ministered at Christchurch Kenilworth, a fantastic church in the southern suburbs. And he spoke about uh, God's ability to heal. And then he prayed for people to be healed, and lots of people got healed. And it was pretty clear to us we should invite him, since he's part of our church, to minister to us in the same way. Over to
1: Roger. Rad. Roger. It's the name. You know, when I first started hanging out with this uh, Signal community, they were based in Woodstock, and the two things I always noticed about uh, the, the folks that were there, the one was that they just had a real, genuine, authentic friendship, and the second was that they were probably the most stylish church in the Cape Town. And largely because like James over there worked for uh, all Woolworth's studio men and he was like lead designer. So everyone was like top-notch, dressed well. I only learned that to the, the later ends. If I'd known that earlier, I would have bonded a friendship. And your, my wife would have encouraged you to become my very good friend to get me dressed. <laughs> so guys, um, I'm married with one wife, two kids. Good that it's one wife. One wife, two kids. Um, she's blonde. I'm Chinese. The kids look nothing like a mother. They've got all my genetics. Chinese people dominate everything, including genetics. <laughs> so if you see two little, two little kitties running around, they, they are mine. Um, so uh, healing hasn't quite been part of my, my journey. Uh, I w- I've always been interested in seeing God's power move. Um, I got led to Jesus by a guy from the Enchakak in- from Bloemfontein, but I was in Russia when he led me to Jesus and, and had an incredible encounter with God during that time. And probably only over the last, and that was when I was 19, so a good 20-something years ago, 15, 24 years ago. Um, and only over the last two and a half years, I've started seeing something of healing. And um, for the purpose of today, uh, the healing we wanted to talk about is um, healing that is supernatural to n- the natural sciences of what natural science can do. Uh, whether it is healing quickly or healing the improbable or the impossible. And uh, we're not saying, oh, only supernatural healing. We are totally um, advocate doctors, therapists, counselors, psychiatrists, psychologists. So that's you over here. Um, don't think, oh, my gosh, the guys are going to l- make me lose all my business. Uh, there really is a sense that God used uh, Luke, who was a doctor in the Bible, uh, and he wrote the book of Luke. He was a doctor, he was a medical practitioner. So we honor those um, practices. Uh, But for the the purposes of today, we're just focusing on supernatural healing, whether it's mind, emotion, uh, or physical healing. Got it? So um, I I know when we throw the word out healing, there are different responses that different people have. Uh, Some people have a sense of anticipation. Wow, that's amazing. I've heard about it. I'm keen for it. Uh, I've prayed for some people, and I've seen something of healing. Uh, And there's an eagerness. Uh, I know there's also a group where uh, it triggers pain. Uh, You might have lost someone that you prayed for earnestly for healing that never got healed. And perhaps you got prayed for and you weren't healed and you were treated in a way that wasn't that great and people made it feel like it was your faith that was lacking or God doesn't love you. And so there there might be some triggering moments around the topic of healing. I know there's a third group which are probably skeptics. You've seen stuff on TV where people have proclaimed healing but they're not healed and it looks more like a show. And then there's a, a fourth group, which is probably falls into the, the space that I fall into, which is most of the people. I, I call it the disconnected believers. We, we've seen the Bible, and we've seen Jesus heal instantly. We've seen Paul heal. We've seen Elijah and the prophets heal. And we're like, that's amazing. And then we we see uh, modern-day people of faith like Smith Wigglesworth or Catherine Kuhlman, um, Hey, Alan, and we, we see these great healing people that people, you know, come out of, um, you know, years of comas or paralysis or whatever the thing is. And um, we, we look at that. We look at the Bible and we go, okay, well, where do I fit into this thing? Uh, we feel disconnected. And uh, I'm hoping that today I'm going to take you through a couple of stages from doctrinal openness is what I call it, where you see it in the Bible and you open to it going, okay, oh, I see healing in the Bible to a place of doctrinal courage or conviction where you go, I must have it, and I can do it, or I can have it. And then I want to take us to a place of doctrinal action, uh, where we move into a place of, I'm going to go and do it. And towards the end of of the message, I'm going to pray for one or two people up front, so we can see what it's like to pray for people. You can see what it's like for someone not to get healed, for someone partially to get healed, and hopefully someone who gets fully healed, Uh, and it's just going to be a real practical tooling so that it just doesn't become a person-centered gifting, but it becomes something that the entire community of people can move in. Does that sound cool? Now, I I don't want the setup to be all about our opinions and our experience. We do want it rooted uh, in Scripture. So the text that we're sitting around this morning is going to be Matthew chapter 4. It should come up on the screen. I love Chinese technology. Voice activated. (laughs) Voice activated stuff. This is amazing. The setup is the, the context for the scriptures. Jesus gets baptized. He comes out of the water. The, the heavens are torn open. God declares, This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus. Jesus gets led into the wilderness, tempted by the enemy, overcomes the, the, the enemy's temptations. And it says that he came out of the wilderness with power. And he began to declare, Repent. Turn away from self focused thinking. Repent for the kingdom of God is near. He rallies a couple of disciples around him, and then he starts ministering. And this is the text we pick up from. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Oh, I can hear some Anglicans there going, thanks be to God. (laughs) We have this beautiful place where um, Jesus is so much about the kingdom of God. Healing isn't the kingdom of God, but in the kingdom of God, there is healing. Jesus came to administer the entire kingdom of God. The Bible says beautiful lines like, the kingdom of God comes with joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Spirit. He comes to bring healing to emotional emotional space where people have anxiety or depression. He comes to deal with those things. The kingdom of God comes with joy, righteousness, and peace in the Holy Spirit. He has wonderful lines where it says, if I drive out demons by the finger of God, know that the kingdom of God has come upon you. There's a space even where there's there's torment that you've been having in your own time, suicidal thoughts, deep, uh, dark, oppressive thoughts. The kingdom of God comes to deliver from those. Jesus also speaks about, well, it's actually Paul that speaks about you've been transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son who God loves, Jesus. There's a transformation where even your soul is rejuvenated and regenerated and you transform from one kingdom to another. God does a deep internal work. And then you get passages like this. Where the kingdom of God comes, there is healing. So the kingdom of God is not all about healing, but healing is in the kingdom of God, and we're just taking one slither. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, there's a story that I want to relay that, that beautifully um, illustrates it. Uh, there's my mate, Ryan. Ryan, stand up and give wave. I know he's quite shy. He's not really that shy. He's just shy in, in these contexts, and you'll know why, and I, I have permission to share the story. Um, I, I'm in the meat industry. You wouldn't think, eh? No cats and dogs. <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? That's racial profiling right there. <laughs> Gee whiz. So we, we've got this meat processing plant. And uh, a couple of hundred people. So it's a very robust. And it's it's lower LSM service. And um, we've got this guy named Ryan that we get from Durban. It's a place called The Bluff. Um, and they always like to talk. We're tough on The Bluff. you know. So he, he comes down and... Um, it's quite a, quite a rough sort of background where, where someone steals. We normally call the police. He claps them a couple of times, gets some other people to clap them so he's not the only one. He doesn't feel bad. Um, he comes down to Cape Town to work in our retail stores, does the same thing, Claps a couple of oaks. I'm like, bud, you can't do that. You, you can't just clap any oaks. He's like, huh? I'm like, no, no, you can't, you can't clap oaks. He's like, oh, okay. So a couple of weeks later, uh, I find two guys with black eyes that, that have been like intimidating other staff. I'm like, Ryan, did you clap them? He's like, no. Ryan, did you get someone to clap them? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's a sense, he's disconnected from God. He doesn't know God. He's going like, that's such an odd, weird thing. One of the days, a while later, last year, Feb, uh, we, had a, we had a director's meeting. And uh, progressively from Tuesday to Sunday, his back it got increasingly worse. That He struggled to walk at nighttime. He couldn't even get up because it got worse at night. So we had our board meeting on, on the Monday and he was trying to walk up the stairs and he sat in his chair and like he couldn't even turn his neck. He had to like turn his whole body to, to look at the board. And I said to him, hey, bud, do you mind if I pray for you? Which is awkward in itself. Um, and he said, yeah, yeah, you can pray for me. So at the end, uh, I, I said, hey, I just want to try and lift your legs up just to see, sometimes you'll see things on YouTube where I actually did a lot of my learning on praying for healing. Um, you wouldn't think, uh, YouTube's got that capacity. Um, and... Um, I couldn't even lift his legs up. He was just screaming from pain. He was like, no, 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 what are you doing? I'm like, stop. So I'm like, geez, sorry, bud. So I put my hand on his lower back, which is weird. You don't put your hand on the lower back of a guy from the bluff. And um, <laughs> put my hand there, and, and uh, we commanded healing and prayed for God's hand uh, of his power. And I felt something flick under, under my palm. I thought it was his belt or something like that. Um, so I said, hey, bud, test it out. So he, like, stood up. And he's like, Yo, oh, the tingle's gone out of my back and, like, out of, and the sharp pain out of my back and the tingle out of my foot. It's like 10% better, 5%. I said no no it's like 40 percent better and he's like a bit confused walking around so I, I pray for him again i can lift his leg up his one leg slightly shorter than the other not because he's got a shorter leg often when your back is twisted your one leg pulls in um, and i saw over the progression of 10 seconds his leg his, his two legs starting to come into alignment just progressively and it was just awkward 15 second silence i'm great at awkward silences by the way which you'll see my skill just now in just a moment and um, I said, test out again. And he walked around the boardroom and he was a bit confused. He was like, yeah, oh, this is weird. So I said, great, okay. I'm going to go to Touch Rugby, you go home. So I went off to Touch Rugby. Next morning, he comes into my office and he goes, give me a hug, which is weird again. You don't hug each other, you know, when you're in the butchery section. And he's like, but you won't believe it. I drove home and um, I got 100% healing. I started washing my whole van. My wife came out and said, what are you doing? I was like, no, no, I got prayed for. I want to know if this thing's real. So I'm like testing it out. He told my financial manager, my PA, told my business partner who doesn't believe in healing that he got healed. Um, and uh, he was super stoked, but, uh, which was amazing. But the thing that I thought was so beautiful is what happened two weeks later. Um, he got home on, uh, at the end of the month, and uh, he bought groceries, put it on the table. His wife went over to the grocery bag, looked inside, went over to him, and just gave him a big, long hug. And he like, looked at it, and was like, okay, what was that for? She said, I thought this Christian thing was just a fad, um, because you always buy alcohol. And I thought maybe you are waiting until the end of the month. Um, to buy all your booze. And um, Ryan told me only afterwards that he was essentially a functioning alcoholic. He was drinking eight beers a night while at work, up to 18 beers a night. His father had died of liver, liver failure at 43. His grandfather had died at 47. Um, and he was well on his way over there. But somehow God even delivered him from some, some heavy-rooted thing inside of his life. We had to lift off things of, of anger and rage that, that he would have. And he's not a perfect specimen at all. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, but he's growing and learning. And then last year, December, we got to baptize him. Um, which... But w- 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 what we love about that story is that, is that Jesus comes to heal the whole person. That's what the kingdom of God is about. Even that beautiful story about the lady who comes and touches Jesus' cloak. Jesus says, he stops, the crowd's around him, and he says, he stops. He says, someone touched him. And the, the disciples say, well, lots of people around you. And he says, no, I felt power, leave me. And then he st- stands in the awkward silence, waits around, and she comes forward and he identifies her. And, and he dresses, his daughter, daughter, you've been healed. She, she was considered unclean because she was bleeding, uh, hemorrhaging blood the whole time. And they're considered unclean. They're not allowed to socialize with other people, they're allowed to be around people, they're considered an outcast. And he declared her daughter. He he redeemed her, gave her social dignity, gave her economic dignity. She spent all her money on doctors. And he brought something back where she was no longer the outcast, but she was the daughter. The Father comes to do a complete work inside of our lives. And so there's an expectation of the kingdom of God coming to, to see and express something of the Father's affection over us. Awesome. So as we see Jesus come with the kingdom we see him begin to pick up on healing people. So we look at that scripture. It says, news about him spread all over Syria, and people brought him, all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. And I know that's as you read that, your brain goes, I see the word all, and I see the word he healed them. And some of you might be asking those deeply theologically difficult questions like why does God allow suffering or does God want to heal everyone or how come I didn't get healed and my, my answer to that deeply theological question is this ask Taryn and David after the service <laughs> that's what they call a pastoral bomb you like throw a thing and you throw it and then you walk out But I just want to acknowledge that those are real legitimate questions, but one of the things I do see is that there should be a lot more healing uh, in the community of the life of believers. We see things in James chapter 5 where there's an assumption, but James instructs the people. He says, if any one of you is sick, he should go to the elders, and they will lay their hands on you uh, with oil, and the prayer offered in faith, they'll be raised or they'll be made whole. You have in the, the book of Corinthians... I'm doing an overview just because we don't have time to give you papers, but if you want, I can go through the scriptures. In Corinthians, you have it where it speaks about first God has appointed apostles, prophets, teachers, then workers of miracles, uh, people with gifts of healing, etc. So there was an assumption um, in the Corinthian church that there was gifts of healing around there. Uh, And we as a community are wanting to go, hey, God, we just want want more of the expression of your kingdom uh, in its fullness. Not that we're chasing miracles, not we're chasing healing, but we want the full expression of your kingdom to be established, the king and his kingdom. Does that make sense? So often uh, in my experience, uh, and I do have to speak about my experience, is that more often than not you don't see these amazing instant healings. Sometimes you do, uh, and they're at varying degrees. Um, often you have nothing happens at all. Sometimes you have it graded where it goes 10% better, 20%, 40% better. Sometimes I pray three, five, six times for someone to be healed, um, and sometimes it does happen instantly and fully. And um, my biblical case for that, Jesus, only happened once, but you know, at least happened once where Jesus prayed for a blind person. He got partial healing, then he got full healing. If Jesus took two shots, I mean, I should take 200 shots to get to the same place. You have Elisha needed to pray for a, um, a lady's son that had died, and he had to try three times. He first put a staff on the kid, and the kid didn't move, um, and then the second time he went and lay on the kid, and he, his body got warm, but he didn't move, and then Elisha walked up and down, and then he lay on the kid again, and then the kid came alive. So you're thinking, these amazing guys of the Bible have to pray, you know, two to three times, surely we got to be praying a good couple of more times. So give yourself space to uh, not put pressure where you've got to have to see this instant wham-bam sort of thing. There is grace for it. So um, the story that well illustrates this was um, Inger. I didn't plan for these people to be here, but this is Inger. Hi, Inga. Do you want to wave it to people? It just gives credibility to the story. I realize when, when you're telling stories about healing, and uh, you might be a Christian here for many years, and you might be someone who's not a Christian that's visiting for the first time and go, okay, this is wacky. Um, you know, and so as much as possible, I'm trying to put up signposts to say, hey, I'm not a crazy. Uh, and there are real people. I haven't just Googled these stories, you know, from Google.com and healing. And um, so we're at this life group at the church that Inga was at with a couple of young adults. And um, we, I, I taught in James 5. And uh, I said, hey, is there anyone here that needs healing? We've got the oil. I was a pastor there. And um, there was uh, five people. One person um, could put her arms straight like that but when she lifted it up it cocked out to the side it's an injury on her arm another person had um, this weird bone shapey thing in their back Um, the third and fourth person had um, pain in their neck and and the hearing and the fifth person had tinnitus um, in her ear where it's like this ringing in her ear and um, so we prayed for the first girl and she stood uh, around eight of us and we declared and commanded healing into harm. The reason why we command healing because we just do what Jesus does, and Jesus often just commands healing. He'll say, stand up or stretch out your arm or, um, or he'll rebuke fevers. So we declared healing over this girl's arm, and I said, okay, we'll test it out, and she kind of put her arm straight and then lifted up, and they were both dead straight. She stood there for a while, and everyone else stood there looking at her, and then a tear began to go down her eye. I think, I think Matt that was there was sitting right in front of her while it was happening, and she just began to cry, and the, and the group they began to get moved um, by what had happened, and she, began, she explained to us that she had the injury from the age of nine years old. She put her hand through a little fence to stroke a lion, and the lion grabbed hold of her hand, pulled it through, latched onto her arm, her elbow, and pulled it through and latched onto her shoulder, and then gripped it, um, and basically mauled her arm, And we saw these scars on the thing. Her mother was a physio, so she had the best care, which is fortunate. Um, But from nine to however she was in her mid-twenties, she just couldn't move it. But in an instant, Jesus said, I'm going to do this thing. Um, And she got instantly healed, which was amazing and beautiful. And faith grew inside of that room. Just how you'd have and people follow Jesus. You know, that's what happens when there's healing. Um, Prayed for the second person. We, We couldn't quite test if there was any healing. Uh, but there was a word of knowledge that really struck inside of his heart um, about, the, about the job occupation he was in. Uh, the third or fourth person, people, was a graduate. It took us three to five times of praying for healing, and it eventually went up, they got 10% better, 30% better, 50% better. The fifth person didn't get healed at all from her tinnitus. Um, and so in this thing, I, I can't explain it, so I don't understand why, um, but we have this range of some people getting healed instantly of something incredible and something, people getting partially healed and not healed, but the important thing in those sort of spaces is, is how you handle it, which is, which is part of the equipping that I wanted to speak about, is that often people feel unloved. They, they make an equation, if I don't get healed, I'm not loved. And it's so important, so many people have been hurt in, 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 in this sort of ministry because of that, And so it's vitally important that people feel loved, especially when they're not healed. In Matthew 14, 14, well, in Matthew 6, it says Jesus saw a crowd and he taught them many things. Out of the compassion of Jesus, he has compassion and he'll teach people to help develop and train their new way of thinking. In Matthew 14, 14, it says the same sort of line, Jesus had compassion on them and healed them. An expression of Jesus' compassion is healing, and when we're praying for people, we have to demonstrate that same level of compassion for others. So number one is let people feel absolutely loved uh, when you're praying for them. The second one is don't blame people that it's their lack of faith. You know, that's often thing. No, your faith, oh, yeah, you didn't have good enough faith there. Sorry about, you know, your fault. That's why he got healed and you didn't because of your faith. The question I often ask is there's a story about a guy named Lazarus. He was dead and Jesus raised him from the dead. Was it Jesus' faith or Lazarus' faith? Trust me, it's not Lazarus. He's dead. Can't have faith. It was Jesus' faith that healed him. And there might be cases where, where it requires the person's faith, but most of the time in the Bible where you see it, you see it's Jesus' faith. Even Matthew, James chapter 5, it speaks about where the prayer offering faith will heal the sick. So I often take the pressure off the person and put it on myself and say, hey, it's not you, it's me. I mean, it's kind of like when, you, when you're like dating someone, you want to drop them, hey, it's not you, it's me. You know, I'm like, hey, don't worry, like, you know, if nothing happens, hey, it's not you, it's me, and, and you affirm them so that people don't walk away going, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me, or there's something that I've done, et cetera, et cetera. Does that make sense? Yeah. Third thing that, that I often find helpful in the place, I tell them, hey, I, like, I'm a mere mortal, I'm not like Jesus, so I have to pray like three to five times, is that okay? And more often than not, they'll say like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and the fourth one is more for my, my sanity and my courage, is that it's incredibly vulnerable praying for healing. It's incredibly vulnerable because you can't make it happen. You know what I'm saying? You can't construe it. You can't kind of pitch this thing so that people suddenly get healed. And um, I often just think of the line where Jesus says, um, with faith, without faith, you cannot please God. When the converse is true, that with faith, you can please God. When you step out in faith, and you take risks, a smile comes upon the father's heart. He, there's a warm glow in his heart. And he's like, wow, that's my son, that's my daughter. Yeah. When Abraham stepped out in faith and believes, he was given a gift of righteousness. God said, wow, my son, my daughter, I love you. Even when you try and things don't work out, even when you're stepping out in your own personal things or trying to tell someone about Jesus when you're praying for a word of knowledge or a prophetic word or trying to encourage something and it doesn't work out, I love your faith. I love you taking the risk. That's something of my nature that you hold. And so when you're stepping out in faith and taking those places of risk, there's something of the affection of the Father that that rests over you as well. Is that cool? I'm going to try to close this. Last line. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Man, if anything comes from healing, it's that people would know how much the Father loves them. That's even if people aren't healed, that people know how much the Father loves them. For too long, the the, the trigger when people think of God is as the judge. And Jesus did say, God so loves the world that he gave his one and only son that all believed in him, might not die, but be born to eternal life. And then it says this beautiful line, for Jesus didn't come to be the judge, but to be its savior. There's a sense where, where Jesus comes to take the whole of who you are and make you a son of the father. And he draws you into that place. And when we see healing, it's supposed to be a place that causes our eyes to, to turn toward him. I remember uh, last week, last story. I love stories. My kid loves stories. He can listen for five hours and just listen story after story. Last story, uh, I went to dinner, me and Kath have date nights once a week, and um, we're at the station at Bree Street, I don't know if anyone knows, it's not a little station, it's called a restaurant, called The Station. And we're chowing dinner, Katharine goes to the bathroom, I'm having my beer, there's a table of three guys, and they're having their beers, and eventually gone into their whiskies. And the one i sitting there is going, yeah, oh, there's definitely a higher power, bro, definitely higher power. And we're sitting there going, God, the guys may be questioning, and I feel the Holy Spirit prompting me. So at the very end, Kat's okay, we're going to go. I'm like, love, I think I've got to do this thing. She's like, no, no. I'm like, no, no. I think we have to. Uh, and like, now we position it to be stand on the left or the right because they're blocking our entrance out. It's kind of awkward if they go, no, and now you have to like skirt around them. So okay, let's stand there. So I go up to the guy and say, hey, this is a bit of a, a weird thing, but I heard you talking about the higher power that there must be. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, is there anyone here that I can pray for to be healed? And the, and, uh, the guy on the right says, yeah, my knees are, are, are painful. So I go, can, well, can I pray for you? And um, the, the guy on the left he says yo bro the big high power he's like, oh, like who do you pray to? So I'm like Jesus and he goes Jesus is my homeboy <laughs> So I was like okay. So he's like like I'm 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 not a Christian but Jesus is cool. Can you pray for me? So he goes, I've got a pain in my heart, so like as in, like, not em- like emotional pain. So he sticks his hand out, pray for him that something of the power and presence of God comes over him. And as he stands there, he just, uh, he-, he receives and he goes, Oh, that was amazing. Something really moved in my heart, like, thank you. I don't know if God really touched him or he was just totally trashed. Um, couldn't discern him at the time, but the guy on the right with the knees was like fully sober. Um, finally, he was a Catholic artist. And um, I said, bud, can I pray for your knees? He said, yeah. So I got on my my knees and prayed for his knees. His name was Neil, which I thought was ironic. (laughs) And um, I I laid my my hands on Neil's knees and and declared healing. And um, I said, hey, like, Tested it out, and he stood up, I was like, does it feel any better, zero, 10%, 20%? He's like, no, no, 80%, like, like much better. And he's, like, moving it around. This says, weird, because we've got beers, whiskey, you know, outside on Bree Street. And he's going, oh, this is weird. And like, the waiters are looking around, think I'm trying to, like, you know, harass one of the other customers. And um, I said, well, can I pray for you again? So we prayed for him again. And um, he stands up and he goes, oh, that's, that's incredible. Like, that's amazing, you know. And, like, he's kind of looking. It's kind of awkward. You know, like, you know, Jesus loves you. You know, we have conversations about Jesus, but I don't want to bash the oak. And then I see a picture of a motorbike. And I say, does a motorbike mean anything to any of you? Kind of looking around. And the guy says, yeah. The guy that I prayed for the kneel, with the knee says, yeah, I rode off my motorbike um, when I crashed into my friend on his motorbike and flipped over. And I damaged my neck and my knees and my body. Um, and I was like, well, you know, God wants to identify what caused your knee? He wants to heal your knee. Hey, buddy, he's got his hand on you. He really loves you. And there was something of the kingdom of God prevailing over the guy's life. Great. So stories of the kingdom. Now, so I said earlier I was hoping to take us from a place of doctrinal openness, where you go, hey, it's there, to doctrinal conviction slash courage, going, well, we must have it, to doctrinal action, where we actually pray for it. So I, I'd love it if there if may be one or two people here that have got back pain um, or neck pain that I could pray for, that you can feel now. Do you want to come up, Carl? No, just, just two people, or three.
2: Do
1: you want to just stand here, Carl? I'm going to get a sip of water. Do you want to tell us about your, about your, okay, I'll stand on the left. I've always learned to never sip the water into the mic. That's nice. So you got a back problem? Do you want to give us a little brief description?
2: Um, yeah, I've had a sore neck uh, back, but especially neck for as long as I can remember, maybe the last 20, 30 years, I don't know. Permanently so I can permanently feel pain in my neck when I'm sitting, working, constantly, um, you know, moving my head and neck around. Yeah. Let's pray. Thank
1: you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your son. Thank you that he loves you. Mark, he just loves you so much just for your enthusiasm. Carl, he just loves you so much your enthusiasm for the kingdom your faithfulness over the years just sense the father putting a marker over your life you're like a missile like a ballistic missile that gets shot off and completes mission after mission after mission and you do it with incredible joy and he's just so pleased with that now father we just pray for your healing hand right now we pray for your power to be released right now for healing right through your fire from heaven over him right through oh neck we command you in Jesus name be healed every pain we rebuke you in Jesus name every tendon be made whole every cartilage made whole every muscle tissue be put into the right place everything Every disc, every bone right now, we command you in Jesus' name, be healed right through. Holy Spirit, your fire right through. Do you want to give it a test? Zero, 5%. can also be zero. No, I'd say 20%. Amazing. We're going to pray again. Um, and generally if we feel that God's doing something that we, we want to just you know honor what God's doing and, and continue on that oh, Jesus we thank you for that we thank you for everything you give us unmerited favor Holy Spirit we pray for your power right now right through call every area your fire from heaven burn burn bring everything into alignment Nick we command you in Jesus name right now be made whole Fully recovered, every muscle tissue to relax, every nerve ending made straight right now. Oh, his power is right over you. Just feel his presence. He's got such a call over you to ministry. Wow. No, oh, there's such a call over your life for ministry. He's given you such a prophetic insight. Holy so but we pray for full healing right now. Neck Every pain will rebuke you in Jesus' name. be completely healed right now.
2: You want to give it a test? I'm just enjoying his presence <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you said we were about twenty percent last time.
2: Mm. yeah, I'd say a bit a bit more doesn't have, doesn't have to be yeah. yeah. No, maybe 30%. <laughs> okay, we're going to go for
1: one or two. And literally, this is how it happens. I'm going go for like five times, and I only stop until God stops. But we're not going to do that here. We'll just, I know we'll be here the whole time. Father, we just pray for your complete healing right now. Nick, we command you, be healed in Jesus' name. Every pain, go right now. Right now, every nerve ending coming to alignment. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, your fire. It's your gift of healing, Holy Spirit. Be healed. Neck, be completely healed. In Jesus' name. Give it a test.
2: <laughs> yeah. Possibly another 10%. (laughs) I'm enjoying the prayer. (laughs) So we're
1: we're on about a 40%.
2: Yeah.
1: How long have you, I mean, literally, could you
2: feel it continuously? Yeah, no, most of the time, like I say, I can feel pain in my neck. Mostly uncomfortable.
1: Can we just pray one more time? Yeah, Jesus, we thank you for every piece of healing. We command healing into this neck right now. Every pain goes. Fully recovered in Jesus' name. We declare your kingdom come. Your will be completely done in this neck. Right now, everything be made straight in Jesus' name. Every muscle tissue relaxed. Every muscle tissue relaxed in Jesus' name. Your fire, Holy Spirit. I just want to wait for Holy Spirit's power. Right through. Deep massaging, deep into the tissues. Oh, you make it straight. You make it straight.
2: Amen. Yeah, feeling very relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad it's something of the presence. Yeah, no, good. Are you you feeling 40% still? Yeah, I would say around 40%.
1: Okay, amazing. Thank you. We, we, we're we genuinely quite happy, and more often than not, like, that's actually what happens. It's not a, a jumps up, and it's amazing. You do get that. That happens maybe, like, 15%, 20% of the time. Often, I find it gradual, and I carry on praying, and nothing happens. I've, I've had times where I pray, like, three, four times, and there's nothing. Someone else prays, and suddenly they experience healing. I'm like, God, what about me? Um, so it's different at different times. Do you want to tell us?
2: Um, Yes, I've had back problems for many years. I've got a bit of a scoliosis, and it's been affecting my neck, um, and more recently, my right side of my neck into my ear. Um, And then about, I don't know, close to a month ago, I was attacked, and my neck was damaged a bit more. And um, I was prayed for by sepukase, Two weeks ago, and I actually felt like the upper part of my neck was a bit healed, but the lower part of my neck has really been bothering me. Like I can't sleep so well. Um, yeah, so I just want like this problem gone once and for all.
1: Yeah. So which which ear is it? Which ear, the right ear, and around your neck. And you can feel the pain now. So you can do something now to feel the pain. Yeah. Okay, Father thank you for your daughter Thank you for the call over her life I just sense that I saw a picture of a wheelbarrow And God saying that you're a carrier of people That you have incredible capacity To carry people Carry people's hearts Carry people's burdens That often you can look like uh, Everything's just trotting along But you've got incredible compassion Just sense the Father really wanting to affirm that in you Holy Spirit, we just pray for your power right now, for healing in the neck, for healing in these ears, in Jesus' name. We command complete healing, that you'd lift off every trauma, you'd lift off every trauma in Jesus' name, and we declare healing right now. Be healed in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, that you'd come by fire, that you'd burn, you'd change every nerve ending, every cartilage, every tendon, and you bring healing right now. Come into alignment with the kingdom in Jesus' name. Mm. Holy Spirit, just your heat. Just your presence and your power. Do you want to test it out? Oh
0: my God, yeah. I feel so much better. (laughs)
1: If zero, if zero was where you were, where are you now?
2: I don't know. It just feels a lot lighter. Like I could listen a bit.
1: Yeah. Can we pray again for you? Oh Jesus, thank you. We just pray for full restoration. I think that you are going to be like the woman that touches Jesus' cloak, where he restores dignity, where he calls you my daughter, where he brings a healing. He sends you on a trajectory. He's so proud of you as his daughter. He loves you. He loves you. His affection is so strong over you. Holy Spirit, we just pray for your healing power right now, right through her, that you lift off every pain. In Jesus' name, your kingdom, your kingdom, fire from heaven that would burn out everything, every trauma, that you take out every trauma. The kingdom of God comes with joy, righteousness, and peace in Holy Spirit. We declare that peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not as the world does that I give to you. Do not be worried, do not be afraid, and do not be upset. Wow, he's doing such a beautiful work inside of you. How does the, the neck and the heart feel?
2: I just feel so much lighter, yeah.
1: And the pain, if, if zero was real?
2: There's no pain right now. What do you Uh-oh. need to
1: do to test it? I'm a sceptic of my own praying. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels amazing. That's what I can say. Tracy, sorry. Tracy, where are you sitting? I've got a little card you want to pray for people before meetings and I've got your front left ear to neck. And I was like, hey, who's that gonna be? Beautiful. So he wants to say it to you. I'm giving
0: Mike back to you. Um, just because we have a limited time, I propose that maybe we pray for Mark um, in the next batch of people. We were in the pre-meeting beforehand and we were saying, God, uh, what healings might you specifically want to do today? And quite a few people at that pre-meeting felt God say he believe they believe God wants to. Can I just call you up quickly? to just come share in the mic and then uh, we're going to get to praying for all of those people and then you can pray for Mark in that batch. So uh, quickly, if that's you. I'll I tell you what I sensed is I felt that there were knees that kneecaps that had been shattered, kneecaps that had been shattered and that uh, God wanted a heal maybe from a wound long ago and uh, the pain led to that. So I just uh, had a word for, actually it wasn't physical, it was more emotional and that a real dark feeling of despair had been over you and it's been linked with
1: more like going down into dark places of suicidal thoughts. So if that's been on you, I would love to pray.
2: I just saw drops of blood and um, I felt like it was related to the the blood, not a wound. Um, So if anyone has something relating to blood poisoning or something wrong with the blood, um, I'd like to pray for you. Um, I thought uh, there might be someone here with a green stick fracture that God wants to heal. Yeah, and while we were praying, I felt God said that somebody's got a, a sore or shattered. It could be the green stick
0: fracture, right wrist, when we were praying earlier this morning. Second week of that right wrist call. <laughs> Last week, Dave shared that too. Who else? There were some other people. Sipo?
1: So I got the chest pain and a back pain. You know, if your chest is paining and your back pain and your back back neck, yeah, I just had a sense of that. And I just got a sense of, you know, just praying here, there's someone that is here that in this week, I think you you need to go for an operation. I just felt like God just wants to heal you before you go into the operation. I just got that sense, yeah. Just two more. I think someone might have a knee problem. You might be in the back right-hand corner. And then someone with a lung infection. Uh, I just sense maybe in the... It can be anywhere, but just a sense it might be somewhere in the back left-hand corner there uh, that you might be uh, having lung infection pain over the last while. So we'd love it uh, if any of those resonate with you, for you to come to the front, and a couple of us here will pray for you. And um, they also, there's going to be space where... Um, where you People get to uh, pray for each other. If you feel too shy to come to the front, you can ask someone uh, next to you to pray for you. But we're totally keen.
0: Can I ask us all to stand up? And, uh, you know, even if you aren't being ministered to in the front, enjoy God's presence. You know, this is, this is not a time to just like dial out and watch what's happening in the front. God is in the room. The train of His robe fills the temple. So just hold on to that robe. Enjoy His presence and His ministry in your life. See quickly.
2: So, I also felt like there's someone with abdominal pains, and I felt it's a lady, and that has affected your legs as well.
0: So, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to spend some time praying for people. The, uh, the band at some point will lead in a time of singing, so there might be more some songs. But if you need to go at a certain point, I don't think there's going to be a neat ending to this meeting. So feel free to leave, grab coffee, and then please don't rush off. uh, So many people to meet. And if you feel like, geez, all these people, I don't know who they are. It's because so many of you are new, which is a great opportunity to meet people. (laughs) Okay. See you at the picnic next week, by the way.